Welcome back to Is It Wet, the podcast where, much like radio superstar Ruby Rod, we're just podcasting through the end of the world. Yep. Yep. That's honestly, I related to him so much in this movie. Uh, I'm Caitlin. I'm Sophie. And this week we watched the 1997, is that right? Who knows? Who knows? This could have come Who out. Gives a shit, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this could have come out in 1963. It could have come yep. out in 2054. Yep. But there is something very 90s about it. But also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But yes, 1997. Uh, so we watched the fifth, the fifth element. Yes. Yeah. Much like Mambo number five, we're skipping to the fifth one. We're not we're not right. going to cover elements one through four. Exactly. Just right to number five. And so, OK, did you have any wet moments this week? It's it's this week in general, I think, is just wet because it's like everything is a wash in in just like change and uncertainty. And, you know, it's this will come out after the election but for us the election is uh two days away so we're just yeah you know, we're just we're just sweating like uh like brendan Fraser as a basketball star no i yeah i've been doing a lot of community organizing around the election and it's not been super chill uh the things we are preparing for however you know, I so I have actually developed really serious heartburn. And so I'm not able to my doctor says, on top of everything else, my doctor's like, you just need some lifestyle changes. You can't have uh, carbonated beverages, chocolate, mm -hmm. caffeine, alcohol, uh, tomatoes, citrus, berries, mm -hmm. basically my diet. <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking there was one episode we recorded where you just straight up ate cherry tomatoes. I just it, ate so, cherry tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> I I have regularly just been gnawing on some chocolate. I deep yeah, I deeply need seltzer or diet coke. So on everything. So how how I'm really feeling to be in quarantine with a lot of stress and to not be able to eat my favorite foods is I am feeling like Jeffrey Rush in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> oh, yeah. When he's like, yeah, when it's just washing right through your it's bones. It's washing through when he's like, I've not tasted, tasted the quenched my thirst or tasted an apple or felt, felt the flesh of a woman's touch. You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Mm -hmm. I get it. I really get it. And I think he's now the most sympathetic character in that movie. And Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm just doomed to, to sail the Black Pearl around the Caribbean until... Um, Orlando Bloom shows up. Yeah, until it reaches the undying lands. Exactly. 
I've, I, sorry, I also have a media thing, but I don't need to get into it. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about the wet media? Sure. Yeah. Our, our listeners are going to think that I'm, I'm really obsessed with vampire media. And okay. I have You t- are, though. <laughs> I do watch and read and yeah. listen to other things, but, but vampire stuff is very wet by its nature. So I yeah. I started well, I I got to season three of Buffy and oh nice there's a fight between Buffy and Faith where they're both wearing full leather outfits and it's very squeaky mm. and they're on a shag rug carpet uh, so that's great but I also started Angel which is like this is my shit it's like Angel he's li- living in the city of angels he's solving supernatural crimes um, oh yeah there's a scene where he in the pilot where he goes to the Los Angeles one of the Los Angeles libraries at like 3 a.m does research on three different desktops all next to each <laughs> other <laughs> like looking Aww. up like which which girls like which women have been taken and murdered and then on the other one like suspects and then on the other one like like location i'm like buddy i know maybe the desktops were so slow he needed three of them to be able to like yeah i was like could you not could you not open a new tab in a browser back then (laughs) maybe not maybe (laughs) not i can't i again can't really remember uh, but maybe that's what's going on. Either way, I'll give it that, like, as a vampire, you can probably get around the library hours of the L.A. Public Library. Like, that's fine. But, buddy, we got to get you a, a home eMac. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hope... I hope that he eventually gets one. As you get further into the series, maybe he'll maybe he'll upgrade his, his tech. Yeah, I hope he gets one of those clear colored plastic ones that oh yeah i had one of those oh those were the best those i don't you just want to shrink it down and suck on it i I do i think it would be like a a gusher on the inside it would yes that's a good sound bite i'll save that for the future yeah don't you just want to shrink it down and suck on it So I had I watched something pretty wet this week. So last night was Halloween and I virtually hung out with some friends that I've I've talked about them on this podcast before. They're the best. They're the guys over at Ben Monster TV. I'm talking about Robot Dawn. I'm talking about Ben Monster and I'm talking about Gabe. And they also do Control Alt Death, which is a fun uh, horror movie show. And they hosted a show last night for Halloween and it was it was really fun because it felt like hanging out with people mm-hmm. you know how we used to do that um <laughs> and yeah we just like hung out on the show people sent in pictures of them in costumes so it felt like trick-or-treating kind of and then nice. after at the end of the show they were like hey we're gonna watch a movie now so we're gonna uh, send us your email and we'll send you a google meetup or something one of those one of these zoom type things and we like all watched the movie together. Someone shared their screen and it and we like talked the whole time and we're typing and it was like it was really fun. It felt like hanging out and watching a movie and the movie so first of all just thank you guys. I I love you. I'm so happy that uh we're friends now. And yeah, the 
the movie we watched was a movie that I forgot that I had already seen. So that was fun. Just like every not remembering a goddamn thing about this movie, but every scene being like, oh, like a split second before things happened, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember this. (laughs) And it's like it's a it's like a not a mainstream. Like, I don't know that it was in theaters, but it was it's called The Taking of of Deborah Bitch Face or what was it? It's The Taking of Deborah Logan. Mm. yeah look that up it's like a it's like a possession type of movie and it's actually like it's it's a little hard to watch because it's about alzheimer's Mm. uh, sorry alzheimer's and yeah it's like it gets kind of real and but like the director is exploring that and exploring how it how it feels and all of that that's that's not a reason not to watch it it's very good uh in that sense but it gets pretty like there's a point in the movie where you you like think it's going to be uh you know a woman who kind of turns into a, a zombie-ish creature but then there's like this whole added layer of like a uh, possession by this demon and like a ritual and like all this stuff but it culminates at the end in this scene where the main character uh the woman who is experiencing alzheimer's gets possessed by this i guess a demon or something and she has to sacrifice a little girl. So she she kidnaps this little girl. And then you there's this scene where <laughs> I guess what she had to do with the little girl, because it had something to do with snakes. Her her head like opens up and she like like slurps up the girl's head like up to her neck. So like the, the little girl's head oh is God. is uh, the entire head is in this like old demon woman's jaw and when she like turns and looks at the camera you can like see in her giant jaw hole and it's like everything is gross and dripping and it's disgusting but like it's it's a good it's a good moment it's worth it to watch that movie just for that scene and it's wet (laughs) as hell (laughs) just yeah just some just some fun Fun images. Yeah, I was gonna say if you to, if you Google that movie, times. I bet you'll find a GIF yeah. of uh or GIF whatever of that of yeah of that woman of just that her looking at the camera and she's got a little girl's head in her giant dripping Ooh, unclenched let's jaw. Do it. Oh yeah, do you see it? Oh yeah, I'm seeing it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's uh. <laughs> That what are you doing at that point? Are you being like, "Hey, lady, knock it off," or you're like, "Excuse me." They, kind, they were. They were like, "Hey, hey, hey, don't do that. Hey, come here." And I was like, "No, you gotta just let this happen," you know? Because that little that little girl's like dead at that point. She's not. She survives. The movie is bonkers. She survives, and she also has terminal cancer at in that scene. Okay. She, the, she stole right. the woman stole her from a cancer ward of a hospital. Okay. But she survives. Right. So if you the old woman does too. It's kind of a crazy movie. But Yeah, I'm seeing more get gifts and I am not this is not the way I relax. No. But I re- I respect yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I it was yeah, that moment when she looks at the camera with her face open just just <laughs> I'm not gonna say what I was about Ooh. to say. Um Oh yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's disgusting. Oh yeah, that's wet that's wet as mm-hmm. hell. You gotta get that checked out. You gotta get that checked out. <laughs> uh, but it's a, it honestly it was a fun yeah. it was a fun movie. So for for listeners, I w- I would watch it. I think it's enjoyable. Yeah. But you know yeah. what is not 
enjoyable to watch. And I will, I am going to fight a lot of people on this. I already have. I already have because I've already talked to people about this. The Fifth Element. Fuck this movie. Just, I mean, just kidding. I don't, I don't want to like start off by saying fuck this movie, but (laughs) fuck this movie. (laughs) I just like this movie in theory should be one of my favorite movies. I don't understand. It, sh- it should be. It really should be. All the, all the uh, elements are there. <laughs> all five of but, them. But it seems like you did not like like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm kind of neutral on Les Cinquième Elements, which is how I will <laughs> will be referring to it. I think I think I love I loved the costumes. I loved I loved the aesthetics of it on a surface level. Like I, I really liked the the special effects. I liked the lighting. I respected some of the acting choices and then I hated everything else. So this is really the opposite of for me the fly where like aesthetically Everything that was happening was revolting to me and I didn't want to watch it. But I do think it's like art and I understood the plot. I think like aesthetically everything was working for me in this movie. It was just the plot and the characterizations that weren't. Yes. Whereas like the in a lot of these other wet movies, it's the aesthetics that freak me out but I can appreciate the plot and some of the characters that's a great that's a great analysis yeah this is probably gonna be like our most flagrant example of the bad guy what was the plan (laughs) oh boy I I just wanted to like Forget what was the plan, which, no, don't forget what was the plan. We need to know that. But also, before you even get to the plan, who was he working for and who was working for him? Like, none of that was clear. I was like, oh, he's working for these guys. And then, no, those guys are working for him. Like, and I couldn't even tell who he was. Like, what, what was he as an entity? Yeah, I just couldn't. And I will say, just to start off, like... The reason why we chose this movie was because you wanted, and as soon as you said it, I also wanted, like, a fun sci-fi movie. Mm-hmm. That's what we were kind of, after a bunch of different kind of <laughs> nutso claymation, yeah. and then Elizabeth Hurley, and then, like, Brendan Fraser sweating. We just wanted, like, a fun sci-fi romp. And, like, yeah. this movie is that, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely, like, a sense of, there's a sense of whimsy to it. Uh, there's there's a sense of it's only whimsy. It's all whimsy. It's all whimsy. There, <laughs> it's like a really, really well produced, high end, but also late night episode of Doctor Who. But I think maybe the original Doctor Who. Yeah, That's so apt. Yeah. Okay. So I guess in that sense, because like, I know so many people who love this movie and I was trying so hard to figure out what they liked about it while I was watching it. And I think it's, I think we can't go any further before we talk about the reason this movie was made. And like, it's this cinematic movement that the director, Luc Besson, he, which I 
you get the same invitation as Mark Wahlberg, which is to go fuck yourself, mm. Luke yeah. Besson. Yeah, fuck, fuck Luke Besson. Yeah, but like he pioneered this cinematic movement called Cinema du Luc, which mm-hmm. was like this... And I think he disagrees with this. I think he and the other people who were doing it were like, uh, no, no, we were just doing like, a, this is, I don't know. I think they they have problems with it. But it was yeah. like a specific, highly visual style in the 1980s and early 1990s where it was, the quote is, favoring style over substance and mm. spectacle over narrative. And as soon as I learned that, I was able to watch the movie. Yes, <laughs> Because yeah. I've tried to watch this movie many times in my life, and I never make it past the first entrance of Ruby Rod. I'm not able to, to go past that. And I forced myself this time and wouldn't have been able to do it had I not, because every question I had about everything that was happening, you just have to go, it doesn't matter. The answer is mm-hmm. because the director wanted it to look the way it looks. And that's the answer to every decision. Right. And you know, honestly, like I, I am a little bit of sick of themes and plot and (laughs) and things like that so yeah sometimes you do just want like a music video or like something pretty to look at but actually i was not my when ruby uh ruby rod is introduced that's when i was like oh thank god I this is I I love hearing people talk about this movie because I, I I don't know why I just this this movie and I are not meant to be together. So yeah, so what is perplexing to me is the career of Bruce Willis. There oh, is yeah. something. There is something. He's the same character in every movie. He's definitely a wet yeah. actor. Yeah. He there is something sexual about him, but I think I think that like. They really, a lot of movies have, like, cashed in on that and are, like, Mm -hmm. that's some of the, the, I think there's a lot of movies that are, like, he is very sexy and he's an action star. And so, and, like, in some ways I buy into it. In some ways I'm, like, it's not for me. Like, oh, boy. I've not seen Die Hard, which I, (laughs) and the reason I haven't seen it is, not, I think I, it's probably a movie I'll really like. It's just one of those movies that is so in the cultural mm-hmm. canon and narr- and part so embedded in our pop culture, I feel like I've already seen it, which I know is not a mm-hmm. good reason not to see it. But then I did, I did see Ghostbusters because I also hadn't yep. seen that because I was like, I know what it's about. It's like, Bustin makes me feel good. I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it. Like, that's all you need to tell me. Slimer, got it. And then it's, but it's kind of then hard, hard to go back and watch these movies if I don't have like the nostalgia or the hype around seeing them as a child yes. or when I'm growing up. So I think I, I will watch Die Hard, I promise, because I think, I think we should get more maybe into Bruce Bruce Willis because he's a sweaty guy. He's a sweaty, sweaty he guy. He is. He likes to be sweaty and grimy. He does. Uh, but everyone's acting decisions in this were absolutely bananas but i think chris tucker just like committed 110 percent like yes and just just had the this high energy that 
so I, I, the experience of his character being introduced is not unlike when you first open up TikTok and you are just hit with oh, a huh. wave of cacophony of sounds, mm-hmm. of voices, of images. And you're just like, okay, I'm going to have to wade through this cacophony. And it's, it's a little, it's annoying, but there it's, it's compelling. There's something about mm-hmm. it that is, is transfixing. So that, yeah, so definitely that was a high, a highlight for me. It was really Ruby Rod and the outfits that honestly mm-hmm. brought me. This was another movie where I was there for the outfits. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, I immediately thought that I was like, oh, Sophie is going to love these outfits. There was like, I think it was a woman who was per- who was one of those like orc alien things yeah. that can shapeshift and he was shapeshifting to like look like a, a hot lady or something and she had like a neon a see-through plastic neon yes. yellow mini skirt yes. and I was like that where did she get that yeah and I was on Etsy <laughs> I was like I was like orc lady pretending to be a human <laughs> trying to get on to uh bruce willis's uh spaceship to floston floston paradise paradise she is thwarted but she she runs off we get a shot Ugh, we get a shot of her butt obviously um <laughs> that uh didn't get too many hits on etsy <laughs> But you got to be as specific as possible in your search, your search, uh, your search criteria on Etsy. I loved that. I loved Bruce Willis's orange crop top with like the seizure oh, yeah. in the back. I loved, I loved that. So yeah, I think all the costumes were done by Jean- Jean-Paul Gaultier. The <gasps> no yeah, way. Yeah. So oh, wow. which makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know too much about him other than I'm an immediate fan from this. I think uh, he is. And just like the fact that the costumes were like a high fashion designer. I'm like, oh, I could see any of these on a runway in the 90s or now even because those styles have kind of come back and i was like oh yeah this is all like high fashion shit the diva like oh yeah a a diva plaval or whatever her name is she i was like what part of her is a costume and what part of her is her skin and it didn't matter because it was all just like it all just kind of washed over you and i was like oh she could walk down any runway it was some of the wettest fashions ever because there was plasticky parts there was loud colors the garments were cut in a way that showed like grunt like bruce willis's grime it was yes. definitely definitely um oh my god and um and gary oldman uh, which his his entire outfit head to toe was rubber it was like i don't know if you watched he's in like a three or four piece suit yeah at one point yeah. and like all of it is just like um like wiggling like i was like this is that's not cloth right that right. is rubber that his clothes are made out of and yeah i mean he yeah uh, i <laughs> i uh i described this movie as blade runner for people who go to Burning Man. <laughs> oh my god. That's amazing. Right. Yes. It's a hundred percent what it what it is. 
Like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's because also like the only way that this movie could make sense to you, the only way you could make sense out of the plot of this movie is if you were on like hallucinogens. You've been in the desert for like 14 yeah. days. You're running out of water, but you've got a lot of like peyote, peyote <laughs> and and body glitter and an animatronic mm-hmm. elephant. And that's OK. And that's where you're his coming. little pig elephant. OK. Thing. All right. I okay. That was the critical wet that moment. That was me too. Okay, so yeah. first of all, I hated Gary Oldman in this movie. I didn't like his Ugh. accent. It was very wet. Nope. It was like I I hated it. So the part where he chokes on a cherry pit. I don't know if he was mm-hmm. doing that intentionally or if like he just never seemed he he was supposed to be powerful. He never seemed in control. He did not need no. to he was like working with this unknowable evil, but like to what end? I don't know. Just like he was like when the earth is destroyed, I will get certainly get some kickbacks from a uh, big the big nothing when I I'll just run out of here on Falcor. Yeah, I was like, when he started when he first started talking, I was like, there's no reason for him to be speaking with this, like, mm-hmm. southern accent. Like, there's no reason. And then, like, this was the point where I was like, why do people like this movie? Why, te- right. like, I can't figure it out. Because when he, like, goes into a weird, like, QVC commercial mm-hmm. where he's, like, trying to sell the gun to the orc people and yep. he's like oh, you got your rocket launcher right here and then of course you got your standard flamethrower and that's my favorite feature right there so you're gonna and then he like looks at the camera like he's selling it on qvc and i'm like what and then they clap after his demonstration and i'm like what is going on why and, is this in here and wait and oh, then, how did they and the, why did they do that and then he betrays them or like, and yeah. they, and then he's given them the weapons and then they turn on him and then he explodes all of them. I, like, I could not make heads or tails of who those orc were. I, nope. what were they called? I don't even know. Oh, I don't know. Oh, they did say it a couple times. Yeah. I don't know. Fuck, the, fuck this they, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Gary Oldman's character. I forgot this. His name is Zorg. His name is Zorg. All of the names are very wet. Mm-hmm. There's a character named Finger we never meet. I know. I was like, why are you calling him he's, Finger? He's real invested in Corbin Dallas's love life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When 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 Finger mm-hmm. calls him for the first time, he says, hey, dog breath, Finger Ugh. here. And I was like, this is wet. All right. At least I, you know, I know right off the bat. Um, and this was this was right after it just a hard cut to the first time you see Bruce Willis and he's just he's shirtless and sweaty. Shirtless, sweating. Yeah. Cut with a dusting of like blonde hair. Back to the Gary Oldman um, <laughs> elephant pig thing. I think so. Yeah, that scene where he he like coughs up, he chokes on a cherry and he coughs it up on this thing. Again, I was trying to figure out what what this thing was, why it's here. Is it his pet? Is it like Keelan, I was trying to figure that all out. Do you not have a multicolored desk elephant, mini desk <laughs> that, elephant that that hides in a little cabinet? Um, yeah, and then you press a button. You're, I guess you're trying to press the the robot button that hits you on the back of the the back oh yeah when you choke on something but instead you activate your desk elephant 
And so you activate the desk elephant. And then, so I think the reason why I kept, uh, like, again, every question I had, I had to just answer, like, why is this happening? Why is he choking? Why? It is because the director wanted a scene where Gary Oldman splooges up a cherry <laughs> onto this, like, rubbery elephant pig thing it's all so it could so that he could get that shot and it could look like that and like that's wet as hell the entire concept of like this cinema du look where it's like it's in this sci-fi genre but like it's action and and Mm -hmm. he wanted yeah that that it's all for this aesthetic Mm -hmm. that's a super wet idea I think I just like I also think a big part of this for me is that I think I expected something different from this movie. Like I never Mm. saw it when I was younger and I knew that people really liked it. And it's called the fifth element. That sounds like something really portentous and like important and smart. And I think I thought this movie was like a deep movie and, and I just expected something else from it. And so when you truly are able to just surrender to the idea of like the answer to everything is so it could look this way, yeah. then you then you can finish the movie. <laughs> oh, so there were like really hysterical moments in this movie. Yeah. Like when the military comes to his apartment and he's like oh shit Lilu's here get in my fridge so he puts them in the puts three people in his refrigerator and they go down to be hidden and then Lilu comes in and he's like oh now I have to hide you because the police are here so he hides her in his shower and he hides uh Bilbo Baggins in um in like the trundle bed thing and I was like this is Scooby-Doo level hijinks and funny I know and yeah and that they're frozen solid but they're fine it's like yeah it's yeah. Atlantic. Oh, yeah, I was like, oh, he but... straight up killed them. Yeah, but yeah. they're fine. <laughs> they're fine. I, I also, I also referred to him as Bilbo Baggins, intergalactic priest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I could only see him as uh, Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. The, the, so, Cinema du Luc is one one explanation. I think another explanation is just that this is French. Period. Like yeah. anything I didn't understand, I was like, "This is because this is French. It's just this is yeah. this is this is French. This is how things happen in France." I we're gonna have to talk about Lilu. I I don't want to her treatment, everything to do with her. Big old bummer. Even though I did like, I think she was uh, Mila. how do you say Jojovich I think she's doing a great job but like it was just Mm -hmm. there was a lot of like things that I I don't like which are wet Mm -hmm. concepts like a sexy alien like trying to learn language and just saying a few cute things uh like multi-pass Lilu Dallas multi-pass yeah multi-pass you know this multi-pass Lilu Dallas my wife we're newlyweds just met You know how it is. Bumping to each other. Sparks multi-pass. happen. Yeah, she knows it's a multi-pass. Uh, her being like an alien being like, I must learn about love. I just yeah. really, I hated how, I thought a critical wet moment was definitely uh, her body being reconstructed. And oh, totally. the military guys being like, her cells are bombarded with slightly greasy solar atoms, which forces the body to protect itself and grow skin. I'm like, what? Why did 
why were they greasy? Why did the... I, I don't know science. Maybe that you got to grease up the solar atoms to get the skin. But from moment one, she is sexual, pe- sexualized. They, people are just so horny for her to an extent that it's just like, it, you're just like, real, like guys, real, relax. Like, yeah, I think um, it's been kind of uh, widely said that the depiction of women in this movie is very problematic. Like, think of all of the women in this movie. There's Lilu, highly sexualized. The only other time you ever see women is the diva. Okay, I'll give that. The diva's great. Plava Laguna. Yeah, diva Plava Laguna. But besides her, there's like the flight attendants who are literally just there to be sexy. There's the McDonald's workers who are literally just there to be sexy. There's uh, there's his mother who keeps calling and she only exists to like be uh, an annoying bitch, you know? (laughs) Um, And then there's one other woman. There's the, um, the military woman, but she's like, the joke is that she's so unappealing because she's so masculine. So it's like, literally every depiction of a woman in this movie is either you're disgusting because you're not sexy yeah. enough or you're we're, you're only here for us to right, look at right. and for you to be sexy. So yeah, that's just like a blanket element. statement. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a theory about what the fifth element is. We yeah. can get to that at the end. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I think we have the same, the same theory. Probably. Yeah. 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 It's just, and Bruce Willis, he's just... Every role I've seen him in, he just seems exhausted, like he's being put upon. He's Mm -hmm. like, which I guess is like, yes, in this movie, he was kind of thrust into an adventure he didn't want to do. But even in like The Sixth Sense, he's just like, hey, kid, I guess he is dead. So we should give him some. uh, (laughs) Yeah, but he doesn't know he's dead. Right, right. But that would be kind of tiring, too, is living... With that yeah. delusion. I'm so sorry, Anna. I just can't seem to keep track of time. And I didn't have a very good session today. I... So I will watch uh, Die Hard, and maybe he's not sleepy in that movie. I don't know. But he's just kind of like... All right, I guess we're doing a movie now. Yeah, he's like, uh, all right, I'll go fucking stop an asteroid from <laughs> killing the planet. Um, Which is why I loved Ruby Rod's energy and like and bouncing yes. off of of just and the joke was that Bruce Willis was giving him nothing. Yes. Like that that I did like that. I did like the scenes they were in. I I would I did too. Yeah. I I delighted in the two of those char- those two characters yeah. being together. Yeah. Yeah, and just Bruce Willis being like, "Oh, man, can you just calm down for a goddamn second? I we're all in danger here." <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, one thing I will say about this is that I like action movies um I, I i don't like seek them out but i don't mind watching action mm-hmm. movies i do find myself in any movie where there's an action sequence i find myself very disoriented mm-hmm. i find myself confused about where things are happening where people are because there's a lot of like uh quick cuts and stuff in action mm-hmm. the the action sequences in this movie i was able to follow along really well mm-hmm. and 
yeah, there were like really complicated things that were happening, you know, when Ruby Rod like falls through this hole in the ceiling and then, uh, yeah, it's, so I guess, I guess these action sequences right, right. were well done, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. I am, I am loathe to praise this movie for anything. Yeah. But yeah, I, if I, like the fact that the action sequences were some of the most fun for me was a big deal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I did like, uh, there was a strong, I knew that Lilo, Lilu, whatever, fucking Lilo, was going to bust out those kung fu moves that she learned via floppiness, just like, just she like sure Neo. She did, oh yeah. She, she had some strong, uh, River Tam energy where she's just yes. like this sort of, wayfish you think she's kind of a wayfish naive yeah girl and then she like busts out these these moves yeah she's like the secret weapon and i will say that this movie was kind of firefly for people who've had a recent head injury yeah yeah totally because this movie did for me simulate because I've had a couple concussions over the past couple of years. I'm fine. You have, yes. Uh, but this did simulate the experience of having a concussion. Disoriented, kind of like a lot of colors flashing around you. People's voices are too loud. Uh, just mm-hmm. your sensory inputs all kind of uh, all around. You have a headache. Yeah, I think that was really accurate. Yeah, it's weird because I, I also thought of... Not the concussion. I've never had a concussion, though that makes so much sense. This is like, this would be <laughs> this, like a concussion. You have had a concussion because you've watched I this have. movie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I also thought about Firefly when I was yes, watching this. Yes. I think because yeah. it's like, he is sort of merging, uh, Luc Besson, uh, fuck you, is sort of merging two genres, like mm-hmm. action and sci-fi. And yeah. like... I, I, it's not like a new thing necessarily right. uh, because there are lots of, you know, there's like Guardians of the Galaxy and lots of fun like sci-fi action movies. But like this felt like the merging of two things that aren't normally together in the way that mm-hmm. Firefly is like sci-fi and Western. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I thought about that too. And I think it might appeal to the same people. And I d- yeah, there is something about this movie that I just can't, I can't like. Is it because it's Star Trek for people who solely listen to EDM music? <laughs> you have so many of these. <laughs> I think I'm it. I, I'll think I'll see if I can think of some more. But but that is what it is. So uh, the intergalactic uh, federation with their little yeah. their little berets and their yep. I want to talk about real quick. Just like this is one th- thing that yeah. happens at the beginning that is that I was like oh maybe I'm gonna like this movie because if you're starting a movie as wet as this when it's like the it's a happens in the past and you mean Egypt 1914 when that title card came up I was like (laughs) what because I I have seen some of this movie but I did not remember that I was like what honestly that scene didn't have to be in it in my opinion but to be in it there was a whole poisoning intrigue that that took up a lot oh, of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, it starts with like this old priest talking to Billy, who's Luke Perry. And he's was like... Was that Luke Perry? That was, wow. yeah. I know. Yeah. Little, little baby Luke Perry. Oh. Yeah, it, it, so that was that was nice to see yeah. him. But yeah, yeah, and so he's like, 
she's like see this and billy's drawing something billy is is drawing something for this priest and yeah. he's like see the snake billy the ultimate evil make sure you get the snakes and billy's like yeah i've got your snakes i got all the snakes when's the <laughs> snake act supposed to occur and i was like this is just two dudes talking about like don't forget the snakes i got your snakes right here let's draw our snakes together Ooh. and i'm like that's like some halloween town dialogue <laughs> Oh, that is some Halloween Town dialogue. And also just like it has echoes of of in The Matrix when it's like just dudes asking each other about each other's holes. Mm -hmm. And like I was like, I love this. I love dudes talking about drawing their snakes together. And I was I was on board. Maybe yeah. that was my favorite part of the movie. I don't know. <laughs> I I <laughs> hey, if you're... I like a poisoning. It had it had Hamlet energy. Oh yeah. <laughs> like... I love 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 that classic poisoning anxiety scene where you like mm -hmm. where the guy's like no you really where he's like watching him like almost drink it and then be like no we must have <laughs> we must have alcohol water no and then the, yeah. they're just kind of like that's a classic thing definitely from hamlet Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which i've been thinking we gotta get into some shakespeare for sure well, let's for do sure. it let's, let's do why it. not yeah but yeah if you're if it if any dudes out there love drawing snakes and just comparing their snakes hit caitlin up yeah like, do you sometimes talk to an old priest about drawing snakes i got some <laughs> things i want to discuss <laughs> all right uh yeah you can hit caitlin up at old man young man priest snake chat at gmail.gov gmail.gov yeah let's let's talk about it right i really thought i thought i'd put in the mummy by accident because i was getting strong oh yeah mummy. and then i was like oh i really wish i was watching the mummy like yeah. oh yeah i liked the i don't know how to pronounce them the robot people the Monda Shawans. Oh yeah, the, that was what they were called. I like that liked they were not explained. Um, yep. Fine, because like again, I'm used. I have seen do a bunch of Doctor Who, just some like Doctor Who, just some like weird ass robot aliens mm -hmm. are just they're just gonna show up. Maybe mm -hmm. the Doctor explains them a little bit. You just have to be like, fine, fine, yes. this is happening. Whatever, like Cybermen. Okay, like yep. I guess. Uh, and so I could roll with that. Um, I thought they were interesting. Yeah, for me, it was similar to the tone of mm -hmm. the scenes where these like robot people that um, were in. It was like one of my favorite stories of all time, The Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide to the Galaxy. It was yes, yes. very Hitchhiker's Guide and a lot. I mean, aesthetically mm -hmm. similar to the movie that came out a while ago with... Um, Martin Freeman. Okay, um, yes. So that Hitchhiker's Guide movie that came out, which like that movie is fine. It's not. It's it's it's, it's a pretty wet movie. It's goofy. Um, it's but yeah, goofy. the aesthetic of the like the animatronic kind of people yes, yeah. and puppetry that was in that movie. Yeah. That was what these robot things were like. So mm -hmm. again, they show up early on in in mm -hmm. Egypt, nineteen fourteen, and I was like, I'm okay. I like this. I'm enjoying yes, what I'm watching. Yeah. It yeah. was when they hard cut to Bruce Willis shirtless and sweaty that I was like, Fuck that's this. when you were like, you were like, no. So it sounds like that is as soon as you checked out as soon as, as soon as Bruce Willis showed up. Yeah. What was kind of like the last straw for you? oh okay where you, Let's where you see. were like i fucking hate this movie 
Um, oh, Bes- okay. Besides the director. Okay, we, I literally yeah. have I have down in my notes a point where I was like, I can't get past this. So I'll talk about that moment. Okay. That's, that's very early on. It's right after you meet Bruce Willis. There's like a junkie that tries yep. to rob him. And mm-hmm. so what he does is he stands in front of Bruce Willis's, like the peephole in his door. Mm-hmm. And Bruce Willis doesn't see him there because he's the this junkie has somehow gotten a full color, very realistic photograph that he's blown up and printed on like cardstock that he's attached to his head so that he stands in front of the people and it looks like the empty hallway in front of Bruce Willis's door. And I was like, Think about the work that this man must have put into making this. And you're trying to tell me he's like a junkie who's trying to rob Bruce Willis. Like he must have had means to get. I was just like, I can't handle. This is so dumb. This is be dumbness beyond what I can handle. I so I had to watch that a couple times to understand what was going on. Yeah, I loved it. <laughs> hysterical well one because i think it's funny funny that that's it's a very whimsical way to rob someone and Mm -hmm. his acting his like sort of jarring frantic way he was speaking and how it was edited very very baz lerman's Mm -hmm. uh style style of of these like kind of hyped up characters that are just kind of speaking in this way that that should really make me feel anxious and unmured but i was just like okay mm-hmm. this is happening this is the world they live in they're just trying to show that this is like a weird place there's no re- real reason to have this i was like that, that's fun i think it's because at this point i was mm-hmm. still trying to ask questions and answer them with yes. um you know things that make sense and I yeah I was still trying to like figure out the plot and be like okay I gotta figure out you know what what the fifth element is and like how this works into everything and so I hadn't reached the moment yet where I was like the answer to every question is cinema de look it's because it's supposed to look batshit like this I hadn't gotten there yet so I think that's why this moment was so tense for me because I hadn't just let go and succumbed to cinema de look Yeah. Okay. So like a few things going on. So a few like jokes that I'm trying to figure out how fucked up they were and I need your help. So one is when he's talking to Finger on the phone Mm -hmm. and he's like, he's like talking to him about women Mm -hmm. uh, and he's like, you still prefer your cat to the real thing. Was that a joke about pussy? Hmm. Maybe I think that ha- that is this an aberrant reading? No, I don't think so. Okay, I think okay. I, I that hadn't occurred to me when I watched it. The one and only time I will ever watch didn't this occur movie. to me. I wish I could just be like, oh, he pre- prefers his cat to the uh, he prefers hanging out with a cat to hanging out with real humans. Yes, that's the like that's nice what read. I thought. All right, then let's cut. No, this. he totally no, he yeah. totally meant it that way. No, he totally Disgusting. meant pussy, Sophie. Yeah. He did. He did. That's totally yeah. what it meant. Yeah, and maybe it's because like, I don't know, like a like Luc Besson would have thought that was funny. He's like, oh, pussy, oh, oh, do the pussy joke, oh. and yeah, and that's like, probably how it went down. <laughs> and then another part is when Bruce Willis comes back to his 
apartment and he's like oh i'm sorry cat i haven't fed you for five days and he's like should we get some thai food and i'm like are you giving your cat thai food like thai food is delicious but don't give your cat thai food all right i don't know why that though that really fucked me up but i was just like i had the same reaction (sighs) i had the same reaction I was like, I know. I was like, uh, oh no, you can't do that. You better not do that. And then I was like, okay, if there is a scene later on where he's eating the Thai food, which there was, yeah. I better see him giving the cat cat food. I better see him giving the cat something that's better for the cat. And that didn't happen. And so that's yeah. really maybe that's really the reason why I hate this movie. We'll go with that <laughs> because because of the mistreatment. Yeah. I loved the floating restaurant, though, that comes to your... I did, too. I loved it. Again, a very inefficient way of running your restaurant. (laughs) I was like, it comes to you and hangs out with you for a while? Yeah, that is... Yeah, that this guy just comes, makes you food while talking to you and, and gives it to you. I loved it. It was just very, it was very nice. I did too. And I liked what I did like about this movie, I think, was that it's a kind of unusual depiction of the future where it's not like this utopic society. It's not, it's obviously not things that are, that are like if you see sci-fi movies in the future where everything is sleek and clean and so much technology. And it's also not like, exactly Blade Runner level darkness where like no. oh like there's been a turning it's not, a, point. It's not or, really or, yeah, a it's not like dystopic yeah. right it's just kind of positing what like our it it factors in like capitalism right, to it right. where like the I, I guess I'm just thinking of the McDonald's, McDonald's uh, is still there <laughs> scenes and stuff but yeah it was like it was a really interesting vision of the future I yeah. guess yeah, it was like there's still like a heavy surveillance police state. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I think it was trying to show that as a little bit dystopia. Oh, I don't totally. think this movie had anything to say politically. I don't think there was anything posited by showing this world, especially by the nature of the evil. It was like, it does not matter. Yep. I also, again, I think this movie was the most like Halloween Town in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really came down to you need to put the light back into the pumpkin. Don't work. Don't and all oh, shall be yeah. restored. Don't worry about it, you y- idiots. The other the other thing that might be dy- dystopic is that. So the most interesting thing still for people is podcasts or radios, radio shows. Yeah. which I which I liked. Yep. And Ruby Rod is like the ultimate podcaster in the future. And that, like, yeah, he's is oh fuck, is he like the Joe Rogan of the? <laughs> no, he's better. Not... He's different. He's, yeah, it's different. Maybe in I guess terms... he's like he's the level of like audience and popularity that Joe Rogan is, yes. but just completely different. Um, yeah, different tone. I they didn't get really substantively into what Ruby 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 Rod covers on his show. Just that everybody loves him. Everybody loves him. Uh, baby Ray loves him. Roy Von. Oh, Baby Ray! That was such a <laughs> I dumb joke. I loved Baby Ray. I was like, I, I liked Baby Ray too. I gotta movie. say, Roy Von Baker, the king of laser ball. Oh yes. Okay. Let's let's talk about the people that were at um that were at the opera. Emperor of Kodar, uh, Jep Fef, I think is his 
name. Uh, yeah, those are all the people I got. Yes. And I loved that, like, Bruce Willis's character, like, kind of helped me buy into this world, yeah. I guess, a little bit. Because he was like, at one point, he's like, Ray. Ray, pass me that. Like, he knows who baby Ray right, is, right. and he has known who baby Ray is, and he's calling him Ray. And, like, he, these, these weird, I loved that these weird characters were like part of the culture. Yes. Like, yeah. everybody knows who Ruby Rod is. Everybody knows who Kodar Jaffet and his lovely daughter are. Like, the king of laser ball. Like, I, it was. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just was expecting a more serious tone to the right, movie right. for some reason. And that that's on me. Yeah, that's on me, may, honestly. If cause... someone was like, here's some like just straight up bullshit with nice outfits that's just, you know, basically a fever dream, a Diplo yep. fever dream. <laughs> yeah. An underground COVID version of Coachella. Would you have been down? Honestly, I think so. Yeah. I, maybe if I had like gone in completely, someone like putting those images in my head, yeah. I probably would have bought into it quicker than right. I did. Right. Um, and now that we're talking about this movie, I hate that this happens. This always happens. We're like, I hate this movie. And then we start talking about it and I like appreciate all this bullshit right. that's in it. Like I start appreciating right. it and I'm like, oh, I did love Baby Ray. And like, yeah. I did love Ruby Rod the and all montages this crazy were, <laughs> were great, even though like I didn't super love, like it's very cliche to have like the explosion of the aircraft be like, like a metaphor for orgasm like yeah whatever but oh that's right yeah but there yeah. were good montages like uh so oh yeah oh well first of all the divas performance i almost cried oh, yes. i was like this is beautiful it was like a Dude, moment of everyone calm. says that everyone fucking says that this is one of the most beautiful scenes in cinema and i don't get it like i you can't tell me that and have it be I, so i don't think it's the most beautiful you were gonna scene. cry you no. said i've heard so many because, people say that because and I'm like, what the, the movie was a cacophony movie? it was an assault on my senses and then it slowed down for just a little bit and was like okay. quiet and just like a beautiful music with nothing else going on for like five seconds and so the impact of that was big. I'm not saying it was a good scene that was meaningful in any way. <laughs> okay. I think it did affect Bruce Willis, but I will say that yeah. I appreciated it because I wasn't it wasn't an onslaught of textures and noise and tastes and 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 images. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. And so, okay, let's do, I feel like there's like two more things that we, that we, yeah, I'm really excited to get to the fifth element. Um, yeah. We're, I think like the, another big wet thing that happens obviously is like the acquisition of the stones. Oh, that um, was my critical wet moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely a critical wet moment because yeah. And just like whatever that goo was, whatever that blue goo was that was supposed to be like her blood and guts and stuff just tell me what that if someone knows where they got that tell me because i need it in bulk that's all i'm eating for the rest of my life it looked delicious it's, i wrote that too i was like this is kind of delicious yeah like lick that stone man yeah uh her out of her blue body so what would you say like if your friend or a famous singer died in front mm -hmm. of you for you and she's like, by the way, I've left you something in my will. 
I've left you a priceless ruby. You're like, oh, great. Where is it? It is inside me. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's sort of like, like Saw. Like if if Saw wasn't a horror movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I have this gift for you, but you have to cut me open and reach your hand inside my gaping wound and pull it out. Which, okay, when I realized that that's what she meant and that's what was going to happen, I was like, I thought back to, and I think you're supposed to, this was the one meaningful thing I did get out of this movie, that I thought back to when Lilu is watching her from outside of the the diva's um, like hotel room that she's staying in, and the diva attendant comes over to her and says, like, the diva has the stones that you need, but and she'll give them to you, meet her here after her performance. Mm. And I was like... Okay, so what that means is she had always planned on sacrificing herself mm-hmm. to hold the be the bearer of the stones right. and then give them to the person that needed them. So was she always planning on killing herself like on dying? Well, was there a way could I she think- have puked them up? I don't think so. I think the way you get the stones, I think like they must have been put in her a long time ago and she just like made the decision to be the host for these stones and then knew because it's the safest place you could have it. Like no one would know that they're in there and you can't open it up with a key and you can't like you always have it with you. It's never out of your sight. So it's like the safest place it could be. But the but the downside of it never being safer is that you have to like sacrifice yourself to give them over. Yep. So uh, to me, I I think she did always plan on dying in the act of giving the stones to the fifth element. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is like kind of a it's the same it's the same kind of concept in like Prometheus, which is another super wet movie, obviously, um, where like sacrifice and death is all part of the greater good of life and um, stuff like that, which uh, I was like, oh, yeah, you imposed a lot more meaning on that than I think I <laughs> did or anyone involved in this movie did but I, that's beautiful I was you were gra- I grasping. needed to yeah. I, I had to grasp onto something I had I had to find something right. out of this otherwise I would have wasted two hours I was of my like, life Lula, which I still feel like Lula I did lady belly stones got it because I <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was also like very tired I was like Bruce Willis tired watching this movie (laughs) so I think I appreciated that I didn't have to think like when I when you Mm -hmm. you were kind of like you kind of gave me permission to not care about the plot so I kind of I did kind of like check out and I was just like okay belly stones uh got it got it got it yeah I think I think I just added much more meaning to all of that than anyone who was involved yes, with making yes. the movie had intended yeah. so yeah I just I needed to give myself that moment of realization in while watching this so I gave yes, it to myself exactly um, yeah and Luc Besson you can't have that that's my reading of it and you can't say that that's what you meant to do with it no because fuck no. you this is my reading right. of it uh you just wanted it to look yeah. cool I know yeah. that now <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I I did love the special effects. There was something where yes. did you know, did you look up how was there a lot of practical effects for this cuz it didn't look like 
Spy Kids melty CGI. It all looks kind of like flowed. Yes. Um. So I didn't do a ton of research on it, but I did talk to some other people about it that like the visuals in this movie hold up. They do. Yes. Even I think the the hardest thing to look at for me was the and the only thing that was like completely CGI was like the vehicles, the flying cars. Those had a little bit of the like thumb thumb CGI. Yeah. But aside from the vehicles, every I think it must have been like a marriage of CGI and practical effects because like that elephant pig thing, that was a practical Mm -hmm. effect. The the orc guys, Mm -hmm. the way their faces moved were you know, obviously not as sexy as Benny because like they have they have skin on them and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like they had, you know, Benny from Halloween Town level movements on their face. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of it was really cool special. Uh, sorry, really cool practical yes. effects. Yeah. I, it was that was obvious. I think there wasn't a ton of CGI in it. Yeah, which I do, which I do appreciate. Yeah. I think again, I think I just had like a different concept of what this movie was. It Yeah. So a really fun scene, was, I will say, was at the end in the, the throne room place, the, those ruins where they had to open the stones yes. for the oh, elements. Yeah. That was fun. It was I liked fun. them figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, him needing to put his sweat onto it was pretty wet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, it was a little bit... The, the sparkles yes. that come out the of them. Oh, oh yes. Love some sparkles. Love that mm-hmm. it's just a quick... Because uh, I was like, I don't know, that uh, sun or comet or whatever, fireball is really close to the earth. Like, even if they destroy it, like, it might not survive. But but no, it was simple. It was just like, once they've figured out, once they've uh, just sweat and breathed air droplets and fire all over everything uh you know it all came together it was good and so caitlin the fifth element all along was the flesh what oh i thought that's what the fifth element was i i was like i had this moment i had this like brain burn and i was like oh my god i figured it out the fifth element is the flesh it's the concept of the flesh it's because they talk about it like it's the it's like this yeah obviously this like intangible thing but it like it it needs to have human dna in it like it needs to have lived the human experience um and i know that probably people are going to say the fifth element is love that's right? what, I, what i was gonna say mm-hmm. i was like that was the fifth element she had to learn how to love and be loved in return i think that's the real answer that and like that's what Which a lot of sucks, people will say they didn't have a real relationship they absolutely did not <laughs> no um and yeah, but uh, but I so that's the real answer is love. But I think I know better than anybody who you made this movie. You definitely know better. And- <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I I buy your reading. I think the flesh is can always be the answer. Yes. Yeah. I think so too. I think I mean imagine if you like if you asked Seth Brundle what the fifth element was. He would that say the dude flesh. is going to say the flesh. If you asked Jay Gatsby, what to you does that green light across the like what does that represent to you he would say the flesh yeah it's an, it's an accurate reading it is it's like in that case it's like one particular individual's flesh i think right or but or the american the dream flesh. as is the flesh 
Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I like, and again, I watched this when it was pretty late. I was definitely high. So <laughs> I, I think when I, when I had this realization, I was like, oh, Sophie's going to, Sophie's going to think this too. I was, I almost texted you like, tell me when you figure out what the, what the fifth element is. And I, but wait, again, so wait, her, her flesh. <laughs> I think just like, like the concept of the flesh, okay. like it didn't because she, okay. And this is a part that might, I might need explained to me. So when they reconstitute her from a hand, right? Yeah. She's one of like other creatures that are the same race as her. Is that true? I I think so. She's like a divine I think it was like being. Sh- she might yeah. be a, brund- a brundle a brundle lady. <laughs> yes, she is. She's yeah. a brundle divine being. She's yeah, a brundle being. Yeah. Because they're recreating her atoms out of... Yeah. Yeah. So I th- I saw her as like the fusion of whatever divine race that she's part of mm-hmm. and, and human DNA. Yes. Yeah. And so that's why I put together the idea of the flesh because like the they were like, what is the fifth element? It's not the four ones that we already know. It's like yeah. this fifth thing that I kept thinking like... And again, this was me trying to like ascribe more meaning and answers to this movie than there are. But I was like, what was the importance of knowing that like she has human DNA, just like a ton of it? Do you remember one of the early scenes? They're like, they were like, this is one DNA strand, super DNA, which (laughs) is not a good. You don't like want a bunch more DNA. That doesn't make you like a super pet, as far as I know. But like, yeah, that I kept thinking back to like, so it's that she is human, but she's more than human. But she wouldn't, she wouldn't, I kept telling myself she wouldn't be the fifth element unless she had human DNA in her. So that's why I kept thinking like it had to be this idea of the flesh (laughs) because Seth Brundle was like, (laughs) what is it about being a conscious meat bag that like makes us like what is that quality that, that we makes have us hum- that makes us human makes us yeah us. i thought and, yeah i thought seth brundle and um seth brundle and the priests in this movie were ultimately seeking the same thing i, yeah. <laughs> I think yeah i i buy that i think we should do a deep dive one day maybe either when our listeners really like us or we've lost all of them Mm-hmm. Where we just talk about the flesh, where we just yeah. get into the concept of the flesh, and and uh, all of the movies history. that it crops up in, yeah. yeah, and because like now I'm thinking of it, and like yeah, as I like go through life and have these live my life, and all these things keep happening, <laughs> <laughs> like yes, like there has. To, the concept of the flesh makes more sense to me as I get older, as the state of the world unravels. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, dude, it's about the flesh. Like, honestly, yeah. like, I think it'll come up in a lot of movies or we can I say think so does. too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what I think the fifth element is. Yeah. And you can go tell everybody about it, um, that I finally cracked the code and it's the flesh. And so now I think I'm going to get ordained as one of those priests. <laughs> um, it's just going to be like me and Bilbo Baggins and the poison guy from the beginning and Luke Perry. And we're just going to draw each other's snakes together. <laughs> That's how I'm living my life. Oh, that is a great election. idea because uh, Bilbo Baggins 
apartment in New York City. His open airy with the house plants. It was beautiful compared to like Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, who's like an army hero. He's like a decorated military hero, which I guess he's fallen on hard times because he's like a bad cab driver. He's like bad at his job, I guess. Mm -hmm. They're they're alluding to something with his shitty apartment and like all of that. I mean, it's not dissimilar to how military veterans uh, are treated treated now. If uh, that's that's true, but I don't know. I don't think Luc Besson was was. That's awesome. No, I, he was not yeah. trying to make that as well as we all know that, yeah, that priests just have fantastic interior design. That's what uh, they get into it instincts. for. Yeah. They just love, love sort of just in, oof, just sort of this long, vast studio loft with. Oh, just just tastefully decorated and just to have like some couture items that happen to fit <laughs> fit yeah that fit that apartment and was fantastic any any house guests yeah so i feel like you know this was a movie it, yeah you know it, it might is. as well and, and like we can talk about the ending which is how all movies should end and i'm gonna do another little little rendition of a ditty that you might recognize because it ends with uh fucking in a tube corbin and lilu lilu and corbin fucking in a tube oh man i did not like that i was like come on like let's wait a little bit let's wait till she's like downloaded all of the information from the matrix yeah and is more and isn't just like a because her whole thing is like she's a divine being but she's also a little baby like an infantilized little baby yeah like i guess i guess she almost died they they i guess when you get reconstructed in a tube that's what you gotta do it's what you gotta do yes she when you get reconstructed in a tube you that's where you have to fuck (laughs) (laughs) hey if anyone out there except mark Wahlberg, mark Wahlberg, i know you get reconstructed in a cold tube every morning i don't care i don't care if you're fucking in your cold tube fuck you oh and you know that he is you know he is keep that to yourself mark Wahlberg. stop Uh, calling us and telling us about how you fuck in your tube i like honestly that ruined then that's all i could think about when i was watching this movie i was like yeah god Uh. damn it mark Wahlberg! stop my our voicemail box is full because of him (laughs) stop it (laughs) yeah um yeah but if anyone else has been reconstructed in a tube with their divine lover i mean only share what you want to share but what was it like was it was it a good time this is this was like this was i think our most blue episode our most what oh is that like a british thing uh like our uh most risque episode Oh, you know, I've never heard that term, but it doesn't mean that blue. It's not. Yeah, going blue. Oh, I think yeah, maybe maybe I have heard that, but oh, for sure, I yeah. I think it yeah. is. Yeah, because before this, it would have been just like just bedazzled. I think. Oh yeah, and that one 
uh, sexually pretty tame compared to compared to what's going on this oh for sure <sighs> i'm sorry i'm very tired no it's, it's okay a, it's we pretty much we've covered it oh um, yeah there's like so much good content we have enough right now so if we wanted to go right to if we wanted to like issue some verdicts we could do that so for verdicts um i think this movie is as wet as doing a jello body shot out of the diva plava laguna's gash hole <laughs> It's like if you did if you did a if if the diva laid down on top of the bar and just was like here you go and opened up her her gunshot wound and you just did you just slurped it right out of there. That's that's as wet because as this movie is because like in doing that act you're going to be covered in that blue covered stuff in and in it. like it's in it. you can't your entire head is going to go inside of it and it's just like you're it's you're not going to wash it off of yourself for a long time that's how wet it is i i agree completely i have one that's that's it's going to be a long walk to nowhere <laughs> okay just like this movie yep <laughs> this movie to me is as wet as Captain Jean-Luc Picard doing a bunch of mescaline off of Thanos's chin lines and then uh, going in on a timeshare in Space Aruba with Michael Bolton. Oh my god, yes. And that's, I won't be explaining that in any way because I think everybody gets it. Yeah, I don't think you need to. <laughs> that makes That makes so much more sense than any second of this movie yeah so yeah. yeah well i'm really glad that i was finally able to finish this movie yeah so that i know once and for all that i never want to <laughs> attempt it again <laughs> yeah i'm glad that i you know there's a lot of like worse things i could be doing you know hitting my elbow with a hammer uh yeah, you know, I guess that would be worse <laughs> than watching this movie. Yeah, like the, I'm not I don't regret watching this because I am all about the aesthetics and outfits and mm -hmm. and there it's, is it's some part great of outfits. There the 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 lizard part of my brain is just craves outfits and aesthetics. Um it did not and so it satisfied that part of my brain but not any other part that appreciates art or Mm -hmm. art or uh themes or messages mm -hmm. yeah so uh this episode is uh sponsored by ruby rod's new asmr channel check it out it is extremely soothing and roy von bacon king of laser ball hit us up hit us up hit us up we yeah. want to get in on some laser we ball. Get in some laser ball. We challenge Roy Von Bacon to a laser ball duel. Yes. You're not going to be the king anymore. Yes. This has been a production of Mess and Finesse, a comedy label based out of Somerville, Massachusetts. 
If you want to hear more of this program or shows like this, please send us an email at admin at messandfinesse.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at M-E-S-S-A-N-D-F-I-N-E-S-S-E dot com. And for more content, directory of programs, or information on live shows and comedy classes, please visit messandfinesse.com or follow us at Messandfinesse on social media. Thank you for listening.